0: Good, good morning, morning millennials. millennials. Welcome back to the toast. Happy Thursday. Hope everybody's having a gorgeous day thus far. Hello, Jacqueline. How are you? I'm using good. I'm using your uh your government name.
1: My government French name.
0: Jacqueline. It's very French. You're kind of like Jacqueline Follet.
1: I kind of am.
0: Yeah, except you would never do what Jacqueline Follet did. What'd she do? Take the job that was given to her? That was rightfully hers? (laughs) No, she like, you know, she was fraudulent and she was a part of a scheme that, you know, undid Stanley Tucci's lifelong work. Oh, right. Stanley suffered. Not cool. Right. And you you, like you have this kind of deep connection to Stanley Tucci since that one time you claim you sat next to him on a six hour flight home from L.A. even though he was sitting in coach.
1: It was comfort. And it was the day after the... Oscars. Oscars, so seats were hard to come by. So I understood why Stanley had to slum it with the likes of me. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I agree.
1: But no, I would never take Stanley's job, so no, it is not in my
0: character. Hmm. So you're not Jacqueline Follet is kind of the message here. I guess not. No. Do, does literally anyone in your life call you Jacqueline? No. No one. No. I legitimately forgot it was your name.
1: Yeah. It's just like my serious name. But so
0: underrated, like you have like a nickname, you know?
1: Yeah, no, it is really underrated.
0: You're just like one of those girls with like a shortened, like with a, with a government name.
1: Yeah, with just like an official name. How exciting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm very multifaceted.
0: You are. I feel like there's so many layers. We're constantly peeling back.
1: <laughs> well, we actually peeled back some layers yesterday on the Patreon yeah. because we did a general Q&A part two, taking all of your questions... From across the board, we talked a lot about fashion. We talked about each other's wardrobes, like what we love about each other's wardrobes, what
0: we don't like. That was fun. We did a bunch on like New York City hotspots. We really, you know, ran the gamut on all topics. Also something
1: that we never talked about, our favorite, scents.
0: Yeah, we talked a lot about scents. S-C-E-N-T-S. Because we're always talking about C-E-N-T-S and how we can get them.
1: And we're always making S-E-N-C-E. S-E-N-S-E. We are always,
0: we are always making S-E-N-S-E. Yes. Yeah. Because one thing we're going to do is we're going to make sense.
1: Yeah. So if you want to learn more about us, check out the Patreon. And also on the Patreon episode, we were kind of tossing around this idea of
0: mukbang Right, filming, we, one of our kind of most critically acclaimed vlogs we've ever done is our mukbang from what was that now, like two years ago?
1: Yes, That that's a very good
0: perception of time, Claudia. Thank you so much. And <laughs> we talked about perhaps doing a second one, hitting up some fast food chains we haven't actually been to. And yesterday, you know, we did the work. We routed what what could be our potential mukbang route. And if all goes according to plan today, Jackie's going to see my car for the first time, first mm-hmm. of all. And I'm going to scoop her up. And we're going to head to some kind of tier two chains.
1: Not tier – I don't know – I don't think they, like, compete with, like, the McDonald's's. No, tier two. Yeah, because last time we did McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's.
0: Wendy's. The, the, you know, the trifecta.
1: Yeah, so this time we're kind of doing more niche fast food tier options. Tier two. I think it's three places that we've never been. I've never been to any of these places. I can't remember the third place, but the two that I'm thinking of, I've never been oh, to. Oh, sorry, the
0: third I have been to. So have you.
1: What is it? Oh, I I've been there? Definitely. Okay, it's a part well, of the I, human experience. I already know what I'm ordering.
0: Me too. So I'm like not eating a lot and in on breakfast this morning. Like I'm leaving my belly full for the mukbang we're about to film literally right after today's episode goes up.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited about that. So join the Patreon so you don't miss it. I did have a bagel this morning because, yeah, our girls got to eat. But don't worry, I have room left.
0: Now, can I ask you a question about today's stories? Sure. Do we have anything about the strike? No. Okay. Because I've been sitting on a thought, and it might be like an extremely extraordinarily hot take, and maybe I'm just misunderstanding, because again, I'm not like well-versed in, you know, unions and the picket line. Yeah. But then I saw this other video yesterday, and it it really kind of, um, I don't know, it's making me think, and I think maybe we should talk about it, okay?
1: I would love to talk about things in a hot way. Did you see this other video on TikTok?
0: Which? Oh, yes, I saw it. Yes. Okay. And it was from SAG. You know, SAG has social media accounts and they are, you know, um, posting pictures and videos with celebrities and, you know, just talking about, you know, why th- we should care about the strike. And it's all pretty, you know, it's good content. And I'd seen this conversation being had before about influencers. And then I saw it come directly from SAG. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. Ooh,
1: what are so, they saying?
0: So I had seen this girl that I follow who I love. Um, And she was just like, she had never made me think about it. She was like, content creators. I think she put it on like her close friends version on TikTok. She was like, content creators, like be really careful now that the strike is happening. You might get opportunities that you probably wouldn't have gotten because, you know, none of the celebrities or the actors in the films can promote the movie. So now, you know, studios are looking towards other ways of promotion that aren't reliant on the actors who are in unions and who are now currently striking. So she was just basically like, by the way, like watch out, like I know it might seem, you know, tantalizing and exciting, but just know, like, you'd be crossing the picket line. And I think they call a person who does that a scab. It's, like, like a deplorable thing to cross the picket line.
1: Even um, if you're not
0: a member of the union? Right. So I was like, oh, that's so interesting. I wonder, you know, how content creators and influencers play in this whole thing. And then I saw SAG put up a video yesterday of them outside 30 Rock, one of their, I think someone who works for SAG, with Bo and Yang. And it was, like, a message to influencers and creators being like, you know, you guys, you know, might be getting reached out for opportunities that you never would have gotten, but just know, like, you know, stand with the union. And, you know, a lot of influencers are in SAG, but a lot aren't. They're, they were saying they have like an influencer contract. So some influencers are eligible for SAG. Um, most, I would argue, are not in SAG. And it was just kind of reiterating the point, like stand with the union. Um, we know you might be getting opportunities that are exciting and, you um, new for you but just keep in mind like you know we're all in this together and it really made me think like why are we all in this together like no no i'm (laughs) no no. since i'm genuinely i am genuinely trying to understand like this is not i'm really trying to understand so an influencer who's like running a business who just due to circumstances completely outside of this influencer's control a situation that has nothing to do with a random influencer gets a work opportunity whether it be money or um opportunity or you know just like a potential new exciting adventure um, and they are being told like to stand with a union that really has nothing to do with them I'm and I'm not encouraging influencers but it's like kind of this conversation it's like influencers you know remember don't cross the picket line and it's like is it considering crossing the picket line when the whole situation has really nothing to do with you or your line of work?
1: Well, I guess, yes, it's considered crossing the picket line. But when you ask, like, why are we all in this together? I think that's just like, you know, a a blanket statement. It's like, just stand with the strikers because in their purview, it's the right thing to do. Right. But I don't know if you've never been a member of SAG, if you wouldn't have gotten opportunities before. And like SAG wasn't giving you opportunities.
0: Right. It's every man for himself, honestly. Right, that's it's just like a conversation that I'm seeing being had, and I'm like, I like, I guess, but what's you know, everyone in SAG right now is trying to do what's best for them and their family, get themselves you know the best sort of situation, the best setup, the best royalty deal, so that they can continue to work, make a livable wage. I totally understand it. So, isn't that influencer and just content creators in general just also trying to do the same thing for themselves?
1: Yeah. And then I not guess in SAG. Their cause just doesn't seem as noble.
0: Right, right. No, I thought it was like so interesting. And I'm like, I, I wonder if anyone else is thinking this or am I completely wrong? Like, is there an element of this I'm not understanding?
1: No, I feel like you're understanding it, but it's just like, you know, harsh truths. Right. Okay. Um, and also if someone who's not affiliated with SAG like an influencer does, cross the picket line, like and they're a scab.
0: Right. Well, then, what happens? Like, I do believe that you are then banned for life from ever joining SAG. Oh no! I don't know if it's like that with SAG. I know it's definitely like that with WGA, the writers' union. Okay. Yeah, so it's like there are consequences for um, for not standing with a union you are not affiliated with whatsoever. Like that to me, I just I'm I'm really not understanding. No,
1: no, no. I, okay. So you can't join SAG, okay?
0: No, but I think for a lot of content creators, influencers, there are opportunities for them in their future, if they grow, that you have to be a SAG member for. Like, you could get booked for a role. They want, you know, content creator Ashley to play something in SVU or whatever. You cannot take most, like, Hollywood roles if you are not a member of SAG. It's like a requirement to be in the union.
1: Interesting. So it's it's layered. It is layered. I think everyone just has to make the best decisions for themselves, much like the writers and actors are doing. Right. You know, but if it's an opportunity of a lifetime, like if they want to put you as the star of a feature film. Right, because nobody
0: else is available. Like, I'm sorry, but you got to do it. But first of all, that's actually not the opportunities people are going to no, be getting. The, the promotional. Be- promotional, yeah. Being paid, and I think to be paid by a movie studio is like one of the top – most prestigious, like coveted types of brand partnerships for influencers. And they're very few and far between. So I can see, you know, an influencer who might not have the following that usually is required to get those sorts of deals to be on the, you know, on the list of of promoters now. I could see that being very, you know, um, tempting.
1: Yeah. I think just like anything else, you have to measure the risk reward. What's the opportunity being presented to you? Is it worth muddying the waters with SAG and maybe jeopardizing potential opportunities or is this like you know is this the opportunity that you never would have gotten even if you play by all the rules right you have to weigh it for yourself and like how important is being a member of SAG to you right dear influencer now let me ask you a question what about reality tv like there was just this like Love Island promotional trip um
0: and they're promoting the streamer Peacock. Reality TV. I read, like, SAG posted this whole big, like, carousel of things, like what you're currently allowed to do during a strike and what you're not allowed to do during a strike. Reality TV is a non-SAG, most reality TV, I think, is a non-SAG production. Reality TV will continue to be... Like, filming is is continuing. Promotion is fine. Like, it's totally, weirdly separate. But a lot of reality stars get opportunities after becoming famous reality stars that require them to be in SAG, which is like when we were talking about Lala Kent not going to the MTV Movie Awards. I'm pretty sure, like, to film that Uber One commercial with Sheena, you have to be SAG. So I'm sure they've all been SAG for a while, having nothing to do with filming Vanderpump Rules. Got it. Because they are filming Vanderpump roles, and that is a
1: story today. Great. Okay, well... I hope that the strike is
0: able to Oh, and reconcile. I would argue that, that in the next coming weeks and months, more reality shows will go into production mm-hmm. because studios aren't making new content that's scripted and they need content to film all their streaming services. So I would argue we're going to be getting a lot more, you know, selling Sunset Tallahassee. Yeah, yeah like it's
1: giving covid you know we're going to get spring house fall house
0: right we're doing house. you know we we do, they're doing the best that they can with giving the current situation and i also spoke to some industry folk the other day and they said that the strike is expected to um conclude you know sometime mid september and what happens in mid september that concludes the strike Nobody like is like hustling right now to like make, this was just what I heard, to make amends. It's summer. You know, people of extraordinary means are not, you know, pounding the pavement, trying to, you know, put dinner on the table for their families. Like everyone's summering in Italy. And by the time everybody comes back late August is when everybody gets back to work. And once everybody's like on board to like, you know, start making money again, it'll take a few weeks and they'll figure out what what the deal is, you know? Got it. Now, I think somebody could argue, back to what I'm saying about influencers, is, like, what they're fighting for in SAG is, like, certain things are kind of universal. Like, AI is a big topic of conversation. And I saw that, like, what the studios want to do with the renegotiation is, like, pay a background actor. Because SAG, these negotiations really aren't for the A-listers. Like, they're well compensated. And sure, could it be better? Yeah. But, like, they're making hundreds of millions of dollars. It's really for working actors who don't have, you know big TV royalties coming in to set them up for the future. It's people who do small roles, like background actors, and they want to use AI to like hire a background actor. Like let's say MTV wants to hire a background actor. They have them come in for like one day of work, film a bunch of different stuff, and then use AI to take this person's likeness and put them in literally an unlimited amount of background work, which would give them one day's worth of pay for like a lifetime of content, which is totally unfair. And so I think like a Argument is like, well, stand with SAG because whatever happens with SAG and AI could happen to your um, job and AI. And it's this conversation about, like, computers and robots taking over for human jobs, which I feel like has been happening for a very long time. I feel like Amazon's a great example of that, you know?
1: No, I mean, factory workers,
0: yeah. Right. Have been replaced by machines for years. People have been replaced by machines. So was there a call out for the influencers to stand with the factory workers? Not that I recall. So I just think... It's a question.
1: Yeah. Also, I mean, it, there, it seems like that's something that they couldn't figure out. It's like, as much as you use my likeness, you pay me for my likeness. Yeah, AI 100%. can make me do whatever you want. But if you're going to use but it's me in your it's seen, less, you know,
0: yeah, physical work for me. But, but they I do my... have to
1: iron out the logistics of that. And that's new. Yeah. So I understand why it's going to take a minute. But mm-hmm. I feel like there's a way to make that work.
0: Yeah. Even though I saw a video today for Andresher calling. What's his name? Bob oh, wow. Iger, a new word. She's been using kind of – she's been getting her thesaurus out. She called him an ignoramus. Oh, no. She's kind of choosing, like, the best words. Like, I'm keeping a list of all the insults for Andresha has been slinging, and I'm using them the next time I get into a fight with one of my friends. Repugnant, ignoramus.
1: It's just – it's giving sandbox. Like, she's calling him these things because she has a crush on him. <gasps>
0: <laughs> no, it's it's happily ever after
1: it is. Like, the more she goes in, like, the more the payoff's going to be. Like, we're 30% through the book. They still hate each other. He's an ignoramus.
0: Right. But they're 70%. Like, don't worry. They will get steamy in the boardroom.
1: <laughs> it's so true. Also, I the one concern that I had seen, but I haven't been keeping, you're really, like, kind of a sag kind of aficionado in terms of how much you know about the strike, but also that, like, A, I could write scripts. And, and that's yeah. what the writers started that was one of, like, the writers for scripts. Now the actors are a part of it, standing with the writers and the background actors and their likenesses mm-hmm. and such. But A.I. could write a
0: movie script. Okay, but, like, I doubt it would be nearly... Like, in order to write a perfect movie, you need things that A.I. does not possess. Like, heart, feelings. You know what I mean? But like, A.I. I is want...
1: learning heart and feelings.
0: No, still, if I had, like... If I had to invest, you know, in a movie, I'm a producer and I had to give, you know, my hundred million dollars. I want a movie that was written by a person, not AI. Like, I'm just, I trust AI for a lot of things, honestly. Like, the picture of William with hair, perfection. Um, I don't trust him to make to write scripts. Like, about the human experience. You can't. You literally can't. You can't know what that's like.
1: They're learning. I agree with you. And I don't understand how they could learn emotion. Feelings. Like, yeah. I literally don't understand AI. But, like, everyone just keeps saying, like, they're learning and they're going to learn. But you know what they'll never fucking learn? Our sisterly bond and our sisterly ways.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. So. I feel good, you know, job security wise.
1: Yeah. And you know, if AI wants to create a version of the toast, that's another great podcast like hosted by two robot sisters. Okay. I would listen to that.
0: hundred (laughs) percent. Maybe we could take a few weeks off, you know. (laughs) We could use AI toast for maternity leave. For maternity leave, for, like, our holiday break, if any of, either one of us gets sick, you know? Yeah, like, some days we're in studio, some days it's audio only, some days it's an AI episode. AI. Just, like, throw it into the rotation. Audio only, video only, AI. This is kind of awesome. Yeah, as long as the episodes don't stink it up.
1: Yeah, but then if they do, then we also, like, don't have to worry about AI. You know, it's kind AI of a AI coming win-win. for our jobs,
0: yep. It's kind of a win-win. Either they help us, or they hurt us. Mm-hmm.
1: Damn, AI. Big moral dilemma. I heard it's going to be bigger than the Industrial Revolution. Really? Yeah, I was reading a think piece on how the whole world's
0: going to change
1: more than we've now, ever, like a giant leap.
0: For, you know, not me, but those of us who might not be familiar with what the Industrial Revolution is, do you maybe want to give, like, a little um.
1: Okay, the Industrial synopsis. Revolution pretty much, like, took us, like, for hundreds of years, we had, like, the same means of tech not we didn't have technology but the same means of like transportation like how long were people on horses and horseback for like literally thousands of years
0: Uh uh-huh and then there was like a revolution
1: with the industrial revolution all of a sudden with steel and trains and then we have cars and electricity and all of this happened like it was a giant leap within
0: 50 years like the whole way of living completely changed And, like, how many years were the Industrial Revolution taking place?
1: Well, we could see when it started. And I I don't know when it would, like, finish. It must have been such an exciting time to be alive. It occurred during the period from around 1760 to 1820, 1820, 1840. So, 60, 80 years. All right. It was a period of global transition of human economy towards more efficient and stable manufacturing processes that succeeded the agricultural revolution. So that Love was that. the last revolution. So I guess this next one is the AI revolution.
0: Right? Well, we our kids will be reading about that in textbooks.
1: Right, but I also feel like the internet was a revolution. Definitely. I don't know if that one's like called something.
0: The digital revolution. The digital revolution.
1: Yeah. It's crazy to go so like we're so back to back with our revolutions. Like, it feels like digital just happened. and Now we're going into AI, to artificial, the artificial revolution. Damn, if not me. I'm real. Much like Simon Van Kempen, I am real, and I'm intelligent.
0: Extreme. <laughs>
1: These are my affirmations. I'm real. I am
0: artificial. <laughs> <laughs> I am real. No, I am I intelligent. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that, girl. Keep telling yourself that. (laughs) Um, Okay, should we dive into the stories? I feel like we've got some ground to cover. We should dive into the
1: stories, the Fast Five stories that you need
0: to know. And the fast five stories that uh, you need to know are brought to you by the State Farm Personal Price Plan. They help you create a plan that gives you options so you get an affordable price. And it comes with a lot of benefits, like the coverage you want, a policy that helps cover what's important to you, and an affordable price just for you. Because after all, life is just better when you can personalize your experiences. So think about... Think about insurance like this. What do you do to your music playlists, your podcast feeds, and your social media scrolls? Like what does all that have in common? Well, they're a reflection of you. So you know, my social media is full of Taylor Swift content, clearly SAG After related content. <laughs> (laughs) Jackie's is more mama curated, you know, diaper hacks. We've both, you know, kind of personalized our lives and that's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. It gives you options to help you personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. So you can see more of yourself in everything you love. So State Farm is out here personalizing your insurance, which is so revolutionary and so like obvious because you know who's who's more similar than Jack's and I nobody but even our insurance needs are quite different you know I have one car now Jackie has two Jackie owns a home I do not so like a good neighbor State Farm is there call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm personal price plan Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. And let me just do that one more time. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Thank you, State Farm. That might have been your best one yet. This episode of
1: The Toast is brought to you by Poise Ultra Thins. Becoming a mom has come with a lot of big changes, and with baby number two on the way, I'm getting ready to experience some of that all over again. The joys of postpartum life are boundless, and thankfully, we have Poise Ultra Thins, which makes things so much better. So something super common that we don't always talk about when it comes to postpartum life is bladder leaks. One in two women over 20 experience bladder leaks, and most young moms try to use period pads to solve the problem, but actually period pads are not designed for P. Thankfully, Poise Ultra Thins are specifically designed for bladder leaks and keep you 10 times drier than the leading period pad. The clean, dry, and fresh protection these pads provide is a lifesaver and they're shaped to fit and flex with your body so you can stay comfortable and live without compromise. Poise Ultra Thins offer with and without wings so you can live worry free. It's great to have the things you need on hand for postpartum life and things that are directly made and tailored for all of the things you might be experiencing. So so poise ultra thins are that pad personally i have enough on my plate as a mom so i love the idea of taking one worry off the list it takes poise learn more at poise.com about the poise ultra thin pads and how they are designed to better help against bladder leaks in ways that traditional period pads most certainly are not all right Okay, our first story. A little Vanderpump Rules news. A little twofold because the cast is filming and they have taken a cast trip to Lake Tahoe. The gang really is all there. Sheena Shea, her husband Brock, James Kennedy, Ali Luber, Tom Schwartz, and Lala jetted off to Lake Tahoe for a summer getaway. It also looked that Sandoval was there. Yes, Sandoval yes. was there.
0: A fan. I was reading Twitter this morning because this photo of everyone who's on the trip, including Sandoval, like arms around each other, smiling. He's, like, not on the end of the group photo. Like, he's in the, the middle. So everyone was, like, quaking. And Sheena responded because someone was, like, looks like you're getting really chummy with Sandoval. And Sheena was, like, actually, like, a fan of the show came up and found us and asked us all for a picture. So we're not going to, like, all look miserable for this fan. We were just, like, you know, putting on smiles. Which is actually a pretty good explanation because I was, like, damn, everybody's looking real chummy. The fact that he's not even on the trip is just questionable. Crazy. Well, Ariana and Katie are notably not. True. Um, and I guess this answers the question of what is the vibe like for the next season going to be because it felt like not a single person would film with Sandoval. Yet here we are. Yet
1: here we are. Also a little Vanderpump news is that Raquel's dog Graham yes. is back with James and now his girlfriend Allie. Uh, they posted a celebratory snap kissing um, the dog Graham Cracker and... Allie and James. He said look who made his way back home back into my life. I'll take care of you forever and I love you.
0: That's so you know sweet and must be really nice for James but it does you know beg the question of Raquel's mental state if she can't you know take care of her dog.
1: Yeah at first I was like well maybe she's not home and like maybe she's still in the facility so it's good if the dog but she's is she's back. James. She is back. And she's also like holding out on negotiations, waiting for more money. So I'm confused as like, why now? Does he have Graham?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if this whole time Graham was not with James while she was like away, th- the exact time you would need someone to watch your dog while you're not home. When she returns, the dog is then given to James. It makes me think like she can barely take care of herself in the state that she's in, let alone a dog.
1: I don't know what to, I don't think that, but I don't okay. have a better answer, so we could okay. go with that.
0: I can't think of anything else. Literally, the day we see paparazzi photos of Raquel for the first time in weeks after being in a treatment facility, she's out in LA, she's, I guess, back, is the same day James posts that he starts watching Graham?
1: Yeah, but isn't a, having a dog and emotional support and companionship,
0: like, a mentally true. healthy thing to do? Very True. It can be very good for your mental health. Yeah. Or sometimes you're in such a depression, you can barely get out of bed to take a shower, let alone take care of another living being that needs to be fed and walked and But the dog forces you to get up and get out. And she. But maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't.
1: (sighs) Maybe. But that's really dark then. I know. Well, I'm happy for James that he gets to spend some time with Graham.
0: Yeah. I, like... But it you know, really Raquel is has, a- has a lot of dog. family. Yeah, and Raquel has, like, a lot of family. So the fact that um, she opted to leave the dog with James as opposed to, like, a sister or her parents, um, I actually think is sweet, you know?
1: Yes, I agree.
0: So, and I think the dog will be happy. And the dog's, you know, well-being is of utmost importance as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it seems good, but it just begs the question, like, why can't Raquel? Yeah, Agreed. What's going on with Raquel? Mm-hmm. It's so funny, like, there was such little interest in Vanderpump Rules prior to this scandal and, like, after the peak of the show. Like, we never used to, like, really get this much social media footage of what was going on during filming. Like, it would all genuinely just be a surprise when we started watching the show. No, and But like, now it's kind of like, it's kind of like Beverly Hills, you know? There was so much news, you know, before Lisa Rinna left. So much news coming out while they were filming that we would know what to expect.
1: Yeah. Like, the way I would never have cared about where Raquel and James's dog was living mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm.
0: That would not have signaled anything to me. But no, they're really like a top-tier reality show now.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of... Emmy-nominated. (laughs) Emmy-nominated. Speaking of Bravo, our next story. Andy Cohen tells flirty, rony star Bryn Whitfield that Mauricio Umansky is available. Andy informed Bryn that Kyle Richards' recently estranged husband Mauricio is on the market... While on the red carpet of last week's Rony premiere, he was asked by a Marie Claire reporter which house husband he thinks is the hottest. He let out a prolonged um, but then he turned to Brynn, who was doing her own interview, and she said, Mauricio, with a smile. And he shouted back, he's available.
0: Okay, but he's not. Like, I literally just saw an interview with Erica Jane, and she was asked about it, and she actually had the most, like, political perfect response. She was like, I'm not going to speak on it because it's, like, not my business, and I want Kyle to be able to, like, tell her side of the story, but, like, they are together. And Kyle told paparazzi, she's like, I'm not single. Like, they're together. So I don't know what Andy's talking about.
1: Okay, so why put out this statement that they're having a hard time? Like,
0: that they're... Because it came out, like, in a People magazine, and then everybody started reporting that they're getting divorced, Mm. like, as if it was 100% factual. She's like, we're actually not. But, if you must know, like, we've been having trouble. Yeah. She was, I think, she was provoked. Like, she didn't do that unprovoked. Like, she might have even kept it from everyone if it didn't come out in every single magazine that they were hardcore, 100% getting divorced. Got it. Well, then Kyle's not going to be happy with Andy about this. Now... It begs the question, Jackie, who do you think is the most, the hottest um, house husband? Frank Catania. 100%. But I would actually say either Mauricio or Evan Goldschneider. And I don't know if that's only because they're both like the Jewish kings and that's just what I'm attracted to, but they really are both like the most handsome. Yeah, no, they're both
1: incredibly handsome. I think those would be like classic popular answers.
0: Yeah, Evan Goldshiner I feel like is a little underrated because Jackie got demoted.
1: Yeah, and because he hasn't been on the show for like a million years. Yeah. But that's a good one. Honestly, all the Jersey husbands are so great. But let me just make sure I'm not missing any other
0: husbands. I mean, I'm sure, you know, someone done around at Hottest, Husbands, Housewife. Like, who are are we forgetting somebody like so obvious? It's always Mauricio, people say. Oh, Oh, people say Harry Hamlin. Oh, I don't think he's hot. People say um, Harry Hamlin. Okay. They also say Jeremy Locke, who is DeAndre Simmons' husband. And I actually agree. He was very hot. 1,000%. Eddie Judge. Okay. Oh, Denise Richards' husband, Aaron. He was cute, but his personality ruined it.
1: It's hard when it's, like, someone who hasn't been on for that long. Like, I don't know them enough, you know? But, like, we know, Mauricio, we know Frank.
0: Of course, Joe Gorga. Todd Tucker, who's Candy's husband. Oh, Juan Dixon is on this list. I don't disagree. I mean, I don't agree. (laughs) Harry Hamlin. I do not find Harry Hamlin sexy. And everyone's like, he's so hot. Oh, Mario Singer. You know, later in life, he's actually gotten very good looking. he's a good looking looking man. It's hard to, like, look at him just with your
1: eyes because there's so much, like, that is going on with, like, him and Ramona. Croy Bierman
0: is on this list. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I said Eddie Judge, right? Yes. Mauricio, Mario. Yeah, it's the same people. Oh, Apollo. Apollo is hot. Deidre's yeah. ex-husband. Yeah, all these lists are saying the same people. Todd, Tucker, Harry Hamlin. Juan Dixon's like, on these lists. I'm sorry, I'm not. Who's Todd? Candy's husband. Okay, okay. And Edwin, yeah. I don't think Edwin is
1: cute. Edwin is cute. They're all good-looking no. guys. Like, But then it also becomes a little bit like everything else, like about what's on the inside.
0: Yeah, because if we're talking about, like, what's on the inside, you know, Shane Simpson is the hottest.
1: <laughs> no, but that's why, for me, Frank Katang is the hottest, because it's, I'm like, yeah. it's what's on the inside and the outside.
0: And, like, their contributions to the show, truly.
1: Yeah. Like, I would rather – I don't – like, this is going to be such a an unpopular opinion. But, okay. like, I don't love – So like, unlike you. <laughs> I don't care for, like, Mauricio's scenes. Like, when other people are, like, dying over... Oh, that is unpopular. I do. When other people are, like, dying over him, like, being high and funny,
0: like, I'm just... It doesn't do it for me. But, like, when Frank is having boys night... Oh, you know who I think you would consider the hottest house husband, like, if insides counted? Joe Benigno. Oh, well, sorry. Joe Benigno is actually extremely handsome, inside and out. But no, PK.
1: Oh, yeah. PK is...
0: Hysterical. Jackie's favorite.
1: Yeah, no, he's one of my favorites. I thought about him, but he, like, yeah, he's he's in there. He's in the mix. Yeah, <laughs> I just feel like any of the husbands who are still around as husbands are likely good husbands and have been married for a long time. Like they're good guys. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So they're all pretty. I mean, like, and we and we know them for so many years. Like we feel like we love them. Yeah. So, are there any husbands? On the new Roni reboot?
1: Yeah. Are are they married? Most of the girls are married except for Bryn. And Jenna Lyons is married? No. I don't think she is in a relationship currently.
0: But I'm not sure. Okay. And what are their husbands like? Are they like young? Are they hot? Are they rich?
1: Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember everyone's husband. Erin's husband is nice looking. Sai's husband is nice looking. Oh,
0: Uba is not married.
1: Not – if she is, we have – no, we were in her apartment. We didn't see a husband. Um, was Bryn her is, nice? Yeah. Brynn is obviously not married either.
0: Oh, and Uba is cousins with Chanel, I think her name is, from Real Housewives of Dubai. I never watched Real Housewives of Dubai. Oh, no way. Yes. They kept calling each other cousin, and I was like, is that like a colloquial term, or are you actually cousins? And I believe they are actually cousins. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Huh.
1: So – yeah, it's a good, mar- there are, there's, it's a married mix on new
0: Roni. That's good.
1: Yeah. Anyways, bryn has got her, well, I mean, I feel like also answering Mauricio is just like kind of the go-to answer. Obvious. If it, yeah. if it means that well, she actually has a crush on him.
0: If I've learned anything about Brynn just based on like social media, it's that she's like doing the most, trying the hardest, and so she wants to like appeal to the fans. So like Mauricio is like such a, you know, a basic answer.
1: Yeah, I think. Andy. But it's also
0: the truth. It's also the truth. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But Andy, like, made it a bigger deal than it is than now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Are and you ready? now we've said it.
1: Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Kim Kardashian's skims soars to a $4 billion valuation, which would give Kim a $500 million windfall. The curvy reality TV star turned business mogul shapewear brand skims. Whoa, that's a mouthful. What about just skims? raked in $270 million in its most recent funding round to lift the company's valuation to $4 billion, Kim said on Wednesday. Um, Skims' largest shareholder is Kim. She has 35% stake in the company, according to Forbes. That means that... um, this would be about half a billion dollars worth for her, bringing her net worth to $1.7 billion. Skims' new valuation makes the company she co-founded twice as valuable as legacy retailer Victoria's Secret, which wow. saw sales drop 6% last year and has a market cap of $1.6 billion.
0: When you think of Skims's, like number one competitor, do you think Victoria's Secret? No, but that is a very good
1: comparison and to me feels more analogous than Spanx.
0: Mm, see, I don't I always consider Skims and Spanx to be like the two. We know. Yeah. You're always what is Spanx's... Them against each other. No, I just want to see Spanx's valuation.
1: But you know what Skims was reminding me of? Because I've been shopping a lot at this brand.
0: Okay, yeah, but it just uh, Spanx's valuation is one point two billion.
1: Oh wow. But Spanx is one oh no, it's not just one category. Never mind.
0: No, they've clothes, swim.
1: Skims reminds me a lot of Norma Kamali.
0: In terms of what?
1: Like, just in terms of the breadth of what they do and also the fabrics and, like, it's like st- it's fashion, but it's also basics, basics. and, like, simple things. So I've been shopping a lot at Norma Kamali for um, pregnancy stuff, and I'm like, I feel like this is stuff that I should also or could be getting at Skims.
0: Skims should also really do a maternity collection, like all the, like, bump suits and stuff. They do have
1: a maternity tab
0: on the site. I have oh. one of
1: their... Um, their little rompers but it's like not my favorite thing that I got it okay
0: um very interesting I think the journey and like the um skyrocket to fame of skims is so impressive especially when you think about you know the beginning kimono
1: yeah no especially when you think about everyone else like who's trying to like turn a product line from what they're famous for it's so hard and even if you can launch have a successful launch and product and you send it to everyone everyone wants to try you know what your mm-hmm. new thing is but like to have returning customers who like literally integrate it into their lives every single day it's a really massive
0: no for sure and I think it's also a lesson to like anybody who wants to launch a brand like Kim had a few flops before she like really kimoji. like when she was just selling things that were so like inauthentic to her brand and then she like really leaned in like shapewear her curves that's what she's known for like her style her body and like how she looks the way she does in clothing like it was really a perfect um, representation of who she was and up until that point it felt like some of the things she was doing were like a little bit inauthentic
1: yeah also there's talk that maybe they'll take the company public so that would be like a lot of money for Kim
0: should we buy some Skim stock? I think I would I would, t- well, you can't buy stock if it's not public, right?
1: No, until. So co- once, once it, once goes, it goes public, public yeah. you could buy the stock.
0: Interesting. No, it's so impressive. Uh-huh. And I love skims. Like, I'm literally, wearing, I've been wearing the skims bra for like a week. And I own a lot of stuff from there. And it's really, it is that bitch. Like, it is.
1: Yeah, it is. And I actually do think the Victoria's Secret comparison is a very
0: good one. And there was a gap in the market then. No, yeah. And it's like I feel like we all bought Skims, you know, to support Kim and just to be like, oh, Kim has it, I have it. And then we all kept buying it because it's excellent. It's excellent. Agreed. And the cream rises. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for a little more biz news? Is a little a little bit more biz news that's brought to you by Fashion Pass? Yes. We've been Fashion Pass girlies for years now, and if there was ever a time to sign up for pa- Fashion Pass, this is it. We know everyone has a million weddings, vacations this summer, and Fashion Pass is perfect for that because you get un- unlimited rentals so you can swap out your pieces as many times a month as you want because you know you're only going to wear that wedding guest dress once or think about all those voca- vacation outfits that you buy and you only wear once and you take a picture and it's such a waste. It's you know, waste of money. You know, It's not very sustainable. But Fashion Pass is here for you. They have all the best brands like Good American, For Love and Lemons, Beck and Bridge, Show Me Your Moo Moo, our favorite, and so many more. And that's what I really feel like Fashion Pass is set apart from other clothing rental companies. Like the clothing is cute. Like I don't know why that's so hard for people. Like it's contemporary, it's stuff that you can shop, you know, currently it's, contemporary stuff it's really good brands and you're saving so much money because you're not buying clothes all the time the pieces that retail there for like 200 to 600 you're getting an insane value jackie and i are both on the trendsetter plan so we get four clothing items per order and we can switch them out as often as we want the shipping is super fast they take care of dry cleaning you just have to send it back in a pre-labeled bag, and when you're done, you get to choose new items. It couldn't be easier, and if you love something and you want to keep it, you get a huge discount from buying directly from Fashion Pass. It's anywhere from 30 to 60% off. We do have a discount code for you guys. It's the best discount they offer, and you're not going to get it anywhere else, so make sure you go to fashionpass.com slash toast and use code toast at checkout. You'll get $40 off your first month, so you can try it for just $49. That's unlimited rentals for just $49 with code toast at fashionpass.com slash toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the place for everything websites. It's the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place and all on your terms. So if you want to create a website, be it for your business, if you're creating a side hustle, it can be really intimidating to start a website because it's you know, more often than not requiring like some sort of computer science degree. But Squarespace is the best platform. It is so easy. Whatever type of website you're trying to create, they have amazing templates, amazing tools. You can, you know, have custom merch. You can sell your products in an online store, which can be really difficult to set up in terms of like accepting payments and stuff. But Squarespace makes it so easy. They also have really flexible website templates. You can get started with one of their professional website templates with designs for every category and use case and then customize your look, update your content, add features to fit your unique needs. You also can drive sales and engage your audience with the Squarespace email campaigns. So you easily easily collect email subscribers on your site and build connections and repeat business through regular updates. So... Uh, whatever the reason you might be wanting to start a website, there's never a bad time, and Squarespace will do everything for you, and it couldn't be easier. So head to squarespace.com/toast to save ten percent off your first purchase of a website or a domain using code TOAST. That's squarespace.com/toast to save ten percent off your first purchase of a website or a domain using code TOAST.
1: Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome. Our next story, Netflix has gained almost 6 million new subscribers since cracking down on password sharing. This irks me. I'm going to tell you why. Mm-hmm. Netflix's recent earning report revealed the streamer gained a whopping 5.8 million subscribers in the second quarter of the year. Variety reports this boost in users brings their global subscriber total to 238 million, marking it an 8% increase in subscribers year over year. So as we all know, password Netflix is narking on all of us and I'm really struggling with this because I'm not home right now and I can't use Netflix because they think I'm just like password sharing I already said no it's me I'm on vacation they gave me three weeks and now my vacation is up they said and I can't do a vacation again
0: no it's a faulty fucking program Because, yes, I understand, like, they're running a business, and for so many years, everyone, there was like 35 people on one account. Okay, I get it. You need to crack down in some way, sure. But this is full of flaws. Like, first of all, I travel with a Roku in my um, suitcase at all times. So when I'm on vacation and I'm at a hotel that doesn't have, I just plug it into the HDMI. And this is going to create a huge problem for me, for people who travel for work. A lot of hotels have Netflix, and you just, like, log in. Or what about Airbnbs, VRBO? Like, Everybody is always logging into their streaming services at hotels and any, you know, rental home that has an, uh, an Apple TV or a Roku. This creates a problem. This creates a problem. People vacation yeah. for more than three weeks. People travel for work for more than three weeks. Like, what is going on? Yeah, and, like, the thing is
1: my Netflix profile, like, is me. I'm a paying customer. We have a big family plan and, a, like, we're all connected through a lot of TVs. But, like, we're, we are the people who are the con- customers like it's not like you know i got somebody's netflix password 10 years ago and i've been holding on to it like and no, no also, it's I like, like even for someone verify, who's following the rules if i can verify that i got the code that you sent like then i should be able to get into my netflix account
0: yeah if it's yeah okay so people who are, are annoyed who are trying to scheme the system can't fine but paying customers even having trouble unacceptable yeah they crack down too hard that yeah they cracked a little too close to the sun and like
1: you you log in in so many places now. You log in you have like TVs in your house, log in on iPad, log in on computer, log in on your phone. Plus if you have a family plan, it's like I, maybe they should let us know what the exact number of logins per profile you can have. And then maybe yeah. I would tighten my belt Her a little strings.
0: bit. Yeah, no. I think about how many places I'm logged in right now. I have my iPad when I travel. Um, I have my TV here. I have my TV in the living room. I think of all the places I've never logged out of my Netflix from, you know, like random Airbnbs and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really annoying.
1: It's really annoying. I guess it kind of illustrates, though, that there's nothing on Netflix that I'm desperate to watch because mm-hmm. I'm just living without Netflix. And no, and now with this strike. It's not like there's going to be new content anytime soon. I guess Right, it's not great timing. If there was something I really wanted to watch and I really want, I needed Netflix – I might, like, make a new profile, Mm. which is so crazy, which is what they want you to do, which is why
0: I'm not part of the 5.8 million who joined this quarter. No, and I think that this um, timing really couldn't be worse. Like, begging people, forcing them to make, you know, more profiles, spend more money, knowing in the coming weeks and months they're going to have no content because of the strike. So true. So what are we paying for? Silence? So true.
1: I'll just listen to a podcast or something. Yeah, maybe I'll watch The Toast. I'll read. Yeah. I'll knit. (laughs) Your favorite hobby.
0: Yep. I'll do a mukbang. I'll do literally anything except spend money.
1: No, it's not about the money. It's about the principle. Because I I subscribe to every... It's not about the money, money, money. We don't need your money, money, money. I subscribe to every yeah streamer i'm happy to like i want to support you support and i'm a cord cutter so that's why i cut my cord so that i would have the budget to subscribe to every streamer to spread the seed but not if you're going to treat me like this
0: no not if you're going to treat your customer like some like sort some of you common know piggy bank criminal yes common criminal not
1: just a girly on bed rest who had to relocate and is just trying to watch selling sunset for christ's sakes for crying out loud <sighs> are you ready for our fifth and final story
0: I really truly honestly desperately am
1: this story is really crazy it's a little crime news that's is it taken the country by Carly swimming. Russell it's Carly Russell damn this story is wild so last week I'm sure everyone has seen this story Carly Russell was a missing person last week she had, was on the phone on the highway she pulled over on the side of the road because she saw a toddler just like walking along the highway and she got out of her car to help the toddler and she went missing yeah and it was just like the saddest craziest thing ever you know I think some of her belongings were on the ground next to the car and she was never to be heard from again then this weekend Carly turned up at her house like a few I don't know maybe it was three days after she initially went missing and now cops are saying that there's no proof to her abduction story
0: yeah so I think when she just like showed up at her parents' house. Like, the immediate feeling was relief. Oh, my God. Also, I called
1: you. I was, like, we, we had been talking about the story. I was, like, oh, my God. Like,
0: they found her. And, but also, like, the toddler. You know? There was, right. like, kind of this missing piece. Yeah. And it's, like, okay, we're so relieved. And then I feel like it took everybody a second to get past, like, the relief phase to be, like, okay, so what happened? You know? She just, like, showed up. I don't think she needed medical attention. And everyone was, like, okay, who's going to say it? Like, this is a little weird, you know? Like, there's no explanation for anything.
1: Yeah, and then other stuff has started to come out now about her, like, Google searches and the searches. days leading up to her, quote-unquote, abduction. She searched the movie Taken, looked for one-way bus tickets to Nashville. I think she literally searched how to abduct yourself.
0: Yeah, no, she literally searched, like, how to go missing without anyone knowing. Like, it was, you know, quite incriminating evidence, and the police did a... Uh, Press conference uh-huh. last night being like, this is a hoax. And everyone was like, what? Yeah, they revealed at the
1: press conference that there's no proof to her story. They stopped short of accusing her of maliciously lying, instead questioning her mel- mental state, but said that they were eager to speak to her again. However, yeah. she's not participating in further interrogation. Her parents are said to be sh- shielding her from the interrogation. They said, we have asked to interview Carly a second time, but have not been granted that request. As you can see, there are many questions left to be answered, but only Carly can provide those answers. The family stated well, I'm- to us right now in her mental state because of trauma— She's not ready to talk. That's what we've been told.
0: Well, if this is, in fact, a hoax, which the police believe it to be, um, I'm sorry, there are consequences for wasting police resources and time for people who actually need it. And then, of course, you know, the larger issue, which is, like, it's so hard to get attention when someone goes missing. So many people go missing all the time. You had this national news coverage and you were lying. Like, the implications of that, you know, there's not a, you know, uh, you can't, you can't be arrested for that, but, no. like, you should be, and they're, like, you are a disgrace.
1: Yeah, and it definitely, you know, will probably make other people question other things in the future, which it should not. Right. But, unfortunately, it might. But do you know so-
0: how many women go missing and don't get the coverage like that? Yeah, every Especially day. black women, like, girl, like, come on. Uh, it's so... It was no, such it's a, a crazy weirdest story. story, and you know what? It's it kind of reminded me, and I have to credit um, Heather McDonald called her Carly Smollett. Yeah, I've been seeing be- comparisons because when Juicy Smollett had this thing happen, there was like a brief period where nobody wanted to say it, but they were like, "Something's not adding up here," and no one was gonna be the first person to say it because, like, you know, okay, but no I never, I never felt
1: that way about this case. No,
0: when she came home. Okay. And there was just nothing. I think everyone had that moment. They're like, well, this is bizarre. Because, like, what happened? Like, there was this, you know, we found out the second she got home and it's like, okay, what happened? And then nothing. Silence. Yeah. So everyone was like, okay, who's going to be the first to say it?
1: the police had said, like, there's no toddler at risk.
0: Well, thank God, you know, but doesn't make it better. Yeah. And I feel like you know human trafficking is such a topic of conversation these days, and so this I think that's really part of the struck reason...
1: a chord with people. This story, and it's right. like you could see, you know, it's it's horrible. Every like anytime someone goes missing, but like this woman was trying to help a, a like a toddler, a in the toddler. Middle of the road, and and all these other cars hadn't stopped, and the one like right
0: just and then you see pictures of her, and she's like this really young, beautiful girl, mm-hmm. and every element of this story was like really designed to like hit home for a lot of people for whatever reason and it became huge news and it was fraudulent yeah
1: i really would like to understand what she was trying to do
0: yeah well i assume there will be a documentary about this i know but i'm we sure need- it's already
1: in the works i know but she need like she needs to shed some light on the situation just out of like sheer curiosity cuz like if you want to like leave town you could always leave yeah. Like, what were you trying to
0: do? Right. Like maybe she has demons she's running from. Like I don't know. Yeah. It's been a crazy roller coaster this journey.
1: Yeah. And then why come home?
0: Yeah. She kind maybe, of successfully like, abducted herself. Yes. Yes. That's true. Like there, nobody was thinking anything until she showed up. Right.
1: Hmm. I don't know. It's just this story is crazy to me.
0: No it is and I'm so confused. Yeah. So I, you know what? I just, I'll wait for the documentary because I hopefully it'll answer some of my questions. Also,
1: how can she just like decline to be interrogated again? Like, I know. Like, it's not really
0: like optional, girl. Like, <laughs> like,
1: get back in there. Yeah. No, didn't she? Has committed a crime?
0: I think if they open up like an official, like, if they press charges against her for like wasting police resources, then I do believe she doesn't have a choice. Got it. But you can, I guess you can plead the fifth. It's your right to remain silent.
1: Yes, yes. But you still have to go down to the station. Yeah. Then
0: but, they like can her like, parents try and said, persuade like, you. They said
1: that she declined to be interviewed again.
0: Right. Like as if it's, um, you know. Optional. for an, an interview for The New Yorker. It's yeah. not optional. Yeah. No comment. Right. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I guess we'll we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm sure more stuff ho- will come out.
1: Yeah. So those are the past five stories. Feel as though you needed to know them.
0: Our second to last episode of the week, tomorrow's episode, will be recorded right before I, oh my, excuse me, I'm like going to throw up. Right before up? you burp. <laughs> right before I head to Boston for Luke Holmes. I'm so excited. Like literally, I've been like thinking about it all week. Like this is going to be so much fun. I'm so exci- sorry that you won't be joining us. I'll stop talking about it. Sorry. I realized what I did there.
1: It's fine. I'm disassociating. So if you want to keep talking, I'm, I'm not here. No, it's
0: okay. I'm not no, here. Okay. Okay, it's okay. So I can come back now. You can come back, get yeah, Jax, <laughs> come on back. Okay, okay. Um, that was a great episode. Love
1: you, Jax. Always love you, Slurd. I'll see you soon. I'm gonna put on like a little bit of a face for the mukbang. For the mukbang, yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah. So we'll we'll figure out a timeline.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast of Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast and where podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio. I already podcasts. all the places where we send a podcast. Find leave a Toast star the about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing, incredible day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Love ya. Bye. Love ya. Bye.